voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine With radio news from a national perspective Calling and format changes Sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today Your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests And featured segments And now here's your host, Bill Sparks Educate well, hello and welcome to wow. All Things Radio 710 for this February the 8th, 2024. And how I can remember the date so well, that's the date. That the in walls left this afternoon after they've been here a month. <laughs> so take that any way you want to. But there you go. anyway, um, just to let you know that, and Jeff will be along in just a second. One addition we put in tonight, and I want you guys to know for people that cannot use Zoom, and I repeat the word cannot use Zoom. If you want to call in and make a comment or ask a question while we're talking, there's no point in waiting while we're doing the segments, but if you want to call in, you can call 317-886-1103, and then if it asks you to unmute yourself, do a star six on your phone. So you're talking directly with us. I'll put you in the Zoom Zoom room. 317-886-1103. That number again is 317-886-1103 and a star six to unmute yourself. So if we're talking about a topic and you want to ask a question or join in, you most certainly can do that. Did I do that right, Perry? You did. And Bill, the reason they... Sh- should only do that if you're a non-Zoom user. Bill pays for that number, so don't abuse it. Right. We pay by the the minute for the number, and we're bringing it on board because we want people to who cannot legitimately use Zoom, don't know how, whatever, maybe just listening on the their device, and they want to call in and ask a question. They shouldn't be left behind. No. But... That's why we reserve that number. And I'll say it one more time, 317-886-1103, and turn it over to Jeff. All right. Thank you very much. First of all, we've got the usual panel here. We have Perry out in Des Moines, Iowa. Gary is in Austin, Texas. Bill, normally in Indianapolis, but on vacation or in his retirement home in Florida. Bernie's in Indianapolis, Indiana. Chris is in Quincy, Massachusetts, and I'm here in Albany, New York. A friend of mine asked me if I could introduce the panel every so often. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective, and we'll follow it up with Jennifer Sparks' caller and format changes. Next up, Bill has a feature on a blind individual who was a roommate of Ray Charles at the School for the Blind in St. Augustine, Florida, and he became an announcer doing sports. His name is Joe Walker, and we're going to hear two features from him uh, during, during his life in Georgia. My featured 
like classic air check this week is is CKLW, and I chose this air check because it shows the kind of the downfall of CKLW as the top forty was waning on AM radio. This is of Tommy Shannon from nineteen seventy nine. Then finally, we're going to do our our last Sirius XM feature. We're going to listen to Classic Rewind, which is channel twenty five, and they call it cassette era classic rock. And the radio announcer we're going to hear is Tommy London. So all in all, I think we have a very busy show this week. Perry's got some radio news. I think you're going to talk about that after the radio, after our radio report. Yep. And uh, we'll turn it over to Bill, who can tell us all about Florida, Indianapolis, Florida, and Indianapolis. Well, I can tell you one quick update. Florida. Florida makes no difference to anybody, but they're me getting ready to do something to our development or put a bulldozer through here. So it may not be the Florida studio for a long, long, long term, but we'll deal with that another day, another time. But, Bernie, indie radio, I have no real updates except for an observation. I was listening to the Dan Dockage show this week one day, and he's back to his old form like he was on 1075 oh, the fan. Yeah. He, you can't change whatever. Just making no. fun of people and doing it personally and just, you know, it's one thing yeah. if you don't yeah. particularly like somebody, but do you really have to get on the air and call them names and run them down? <clears throat> if that's what good radio is, I think I'd take a pass on it. Well, right. if, if nobody at 1430 is writing, uh, you know, rain on him. He's going to do it every once. And, you know, unfortunately with that signal, we know where it's going. But unfortunately, just because you don't particularly like a sports, you don't have to talk about his intellect and how dumb and how this and how short or fat or whatever, whatever, whatever. That's, to me, not good radio. I mean, disagree with the point, no, not, I understand. It's not even a way to get ratings. It's not even a way to get ratings. You know, no. if you want to get ratings, yeah, you're right. You can, you can disagree with somebody, you know. You can disagree with somebody in a respectful way, and, you know, you yeah. can even be right. Right, but... Well, I mean, if everybody agreed, there would be no point to having any, any talk shows. You know, so that's part of it, but do it in a respectful way. I agree with that. Right, but Perry, there would (laughs) be no point in getting on here and say, oh, Perry, well, he's short and he's fat and he's ugly and he's this and he's a wuss. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So. You don't don't sound short, fat, and ugly. No, no, he doesn't. No. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that's the way, you know, people are listening. Yeah, and do that, and they... You don't even care. <laughs> right, and so people just yeah. do that, um, and I don't know why. Well, it's like, you know what people will say, and they'll say, oh, it's locker room stuff, and uh, but I don't think it really oh, flies yeah. over the air, you know. I mean, it's no. one thing, you know, and people, when they do it, and, and it's a team, and you're having a good season, and you have kangaroo courts in baseball, things of that sort... That's fine, you know, and you, you make fun of different things like that. But that's in the spirit of a team where we're all on the same goal. 
this is not, you know, when you're on the air, you're talking to a lot of different people, and they don't have that right. mindset, and it's just not, it's not something, and unfortunately, we have politicians, and I won't get into anything beyond that to do that, and it's just something that uh, I guess people think that when they hear some in authority do it, they think they can do it, too. I just keep right on doing it. It's not, you know, like I said, but it's just an observation I made. I picked up no, you know, no other radio news scanning this week. I think there was something about the ratings I saw, but, you know, nothing else really that was outstanding. I bet I can go pick my radio up when I get back to... Indiana in March, and I bet it hasn't changed a bit on the <laughs> FM dial. Oh, you're so negative. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it, oh, Would you please prove me wrong? The, the, oh, thing, the thing is, Bernie, I didn't hear you disagree with him. Yeah. It was a thing I, I know. the other day that was uh, talking to somebody. They thought they were drunk. They had cerebral palsy, and he kind of made fun of this person. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of thing that, that – and, you know, you – really don't know when you're taking phone calls you don't know what's going on with people no, you know you unless you know them no, one of the no. good things about when we deal with our shows here we know who the people are and so if we, if we know where there might be a problem or what's going on and because we have a lot of the same callers it's like small town radio used to be because we have you know people that call in and if that's the case we know what's going on and we know how to handle it but right. if you're talking to people you've never talked to you can't be doing things like that no yeah. don't you think it would be don't you think it'd be kind of fun if we did get more calls from people we didn't know who they were yeah that, that would be yes it would yes it would be it would be and we and would then, be nice to them at least for a while yeah it happened <laughs> yesterday <laughs> i like that chris Jeff i remember, <laughs> did I remember when you guys used to be nice to me yeah we were we were i don't know what happened but we had a call from someone in houston texas on the coffee what was her first name um um, last name was Bennett. Um, that's was, right. The only thing I, that's the only thing I remember was the last name. Unfortunately, was she it, was it a nice dying. person, not like I mean, she was nice. not like me. Not, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a grunt. <laughs> so, but, uh, uh, but, but I don't. Uh, what about her though? What? She was nice, a very nice lady. We picked up some new callers, you know, good. on the phone line. And, yeah. Well, maybe they'll and, be uh, tuned into some of our other shows. That'd be good. She, and by uh, the way, Bernie, before we do the radio news, I wanted to. I wanted to bring a story about, about because it just broke about about five o'clock. Bell Media is a one. You know, Canada has different companies that own radio stations. The two biggest companies are Bell Media, Rogers Media, and there are a few others. But Bell Media is kind of like the iHeart Radio of the United States. As a matter of fact, they call their radio stations iHeart because they license the name from iHeart Media. They have just sold forty-five radio stations. Over four thousand people are losing their jobs. And, and the head oh of the company gosh. said, why are we doing this? Because radio right now is on a losing wave, and we're going to keep the radio stations that are making money, and we're going to trim the fat, as they say, and we're going to get rid of the radio stations that aren't making money, and they're selling them to three different Canadian radio operators. Over, wow. uh, It hasn't gotten approval yet from the CRTC, but it probably will at some point. So just to let you know that... Yeah, the uh, worst thing is, you, the worst thing about it is you can't argue with them. You know, you can't. I can. I speaking of selling things. Yeah, we've heard no more about the uh, sale of the Emmis building downtown. You know, we've heard no more about that. No, 
So just because they put it up for sale, Jeff, it doesn't mean... Oh, no, I know that. But what will happen is you'll hear about it when you least expect it. That, yeah. That's how these real estate transactions go. I mean, you, it, yeah. it'll, 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 it'll be in the business section of the newspaper at some point, and you'll, that's when you'll find out about it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, you know what? You don't have to wait any longer to find out about. And that's oh. Jeff's award-winning. <laughs> and he, I'm looking at his award right here, right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe I should put really? a video camera on and Jeff could see it. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sure he could. When yeah. when Jeff sees it, then he'll get it. That's right. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so don't count on it any time soon, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. That's about being dark at you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like holy, it's like the Holy Grail, you know? Yeah. Going after it. Jeff <laughs> is the best of the best, so... I can mess with him just a little bit. He's the best of the best. That's not what you said the other day. Well, that's true, but I changed my <laughs> That mind. was the other day. This that was the, the other day. A different day. That was the okay. other day. This is today. This is where it counts. All, all right. right. Let's do the news before we all get in trouble. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. The morning mess comes to an end at WBBM-FM in Chicago, Illinois. Lineup changes are made at WCBS-FM in New York City. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and conclude our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter Ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, with Odyssey making changes to two of its radio stations. In New York City, Odyssey made changes at radio station WCBS-FM with their on-air lineup. Broadway Bill Lee, who had been doing afternoons for the radio station for a number of years, has moved. His new shift will air from 7 p.m. till 12 a.m. And in the afternoon, they've hired Jesse Addy, who is the music director for WCBS-FM. Jesse Addy came to WCBS-FM after working for the old WNSH-FM until it dropped the country format in favor of a classic hip-hop and R&B format known as The Block, WXBK-FM. What's going on at radio station WBBM-FM with their gold-based Top 40 format? The morning show is gone from the radio station, and all references to the morning show have been deleted from their website. The morning show is an intensive music morning show hosted by morning co-host Carla Hernandez. Fellow morning co-host Gina Shepard is now hosting middays at the radio station, replacing national voice tracking from Julia. Jordan Ormond Weiss is continuing to do afternoons, while Joshua Brew Brewbaker continues to voice track evenings. What will happen with WBBM? Is a format change inevitable for the radio station? We don't know, and we'll let you know in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. There's news from the FCC. If the FCC has its way, radio stations with booster transmitters will be allowed to broadcast separate commercials on those booster transmitters. This has been proposed by the head of the FCC, Jessica Rosenworcel. Many radio groups are against this proposal because it gives those radio stations with boosters an unfair advantage when selling advertising. Before this rule goes into effect, there'll be a commentary period, and we'll let you know about the decision of this rule in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. They say in radio, with the money crunch that many radio companies are under, you're expected to do more and more work. This is true with Odyssey and their programmer, Ben Complex Romero. Right now, he's handling the program director chores at radio station KSFM-FM with a hip-hop format, and the top 40 formatted radio station, KDND-FM in Sacramento, California, programming a pop CHR format. He'll also be adding the responsibilities of running radio station KRBQ-FM in San Francisco, California, 
also programming a classic hip-hop format. In other news, Odyssey is also going to have to look for a new midday personality at Sports Radio KDKAFM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, with the retirement of Ron Cook. Ron Cook is also a sports writer. He's retiring from his position in that chore as well. Ron Cook has been with KDKAFM since it adopted the old sports format back in 2010. Alice Cooper is coming back to radio once again with an all-new syndicated evening show. The show will air Monday through Friday from 7 p.m. till midnight, and the show is being syndicated by Super Radio. Now let's move to St. Louis, Missouri, where a new all-night show will air on radio station KMOX AM. The show is called The Other Side of Midnight. It's hosted by Frank Morano. The Frank Morano Other Side of Midnight is syndicated by Red Apple Media, the company that owns radio station WABC-AM in New York City. It's sad to see a small radio operator decide that they're going out of radio altogether. That's happening at Newhoff Media. Newhoff Media began its existence with Roger Newhoff back in the 1950s, and today, Newhoff Media owns radio stations in Indiana and Illinois. They're getting out of radio altogether. They've sold their Decatur, Illinois cluster and their Danville, Illinois cluster, and all of their radio holdings are now on the chopping block. Yet another new morning show is being syndicated by Beasley Media. The show is Maney and Lauren and they're being syndicated to Augusta, Georgia and Fayetteville, South Carolina. Say goodbye to another syndicated morning show as the Rick and Bubba show will be coming to an end at the end of 2024. The show is based at radio station WZZK-FM in Birmingham, Alabama, owned and operated by Summit Media. Congratulations go out to Tim Rainey, who's the new program director for two iHeart radio stations serving Portland, Oregon. The stations are KKRZ-FM, Z100, broadcasting a pop CHR format, and KXJM-FM, broadcasting a rhythmic CHR format. Tim Rainey comes to this radio station after working for Odyssey in Sacramento, California. In other news, Mad Hatter returns to radio station KMJQ-FM in Houston, Texas to do afternoons for the radio station. He replaces funky Larry Jones, who retired from the radio station last week. When Cadillac Jack left radio station WDSY-FM with their country format in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, we knew he'd find a job pretty quick, and he certainly has. He'll be working as program director at radio station WFGY-FM in Altoona, Pennsylvania. WFGY-FM programs a country format as well. Now it's time to conclude our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter Ratings. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the number one ranked radio station is WKQC-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WLKO-FM with an adult hits format. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in Charlotte, North Carolina is WBAV-FM with an urban format. In Portland, Oregon, the number one ranked radio station is KKCW-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KYCH-FM with an adult hits format. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in Portland, Oregon is KOPB-FM. That's the public radio station with a news talk format. In San Antonio, Texas, the number one ranked radio station is KQXT-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KONO-FM with a classic hits format. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Antonio, Texas is KISS-FM with a rock format. In Salt Lake City, Utah, the number one ranked radio station is KSFI-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KJMY-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in Salt Lake City, Utah is KRSP-FM with a classic rock format. In Sacramento, California, the number one ranked radio station is KYMX-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KSEG-FM with a classic rock format. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in Sacramento, California is KFBK-FM with a news talk format. In Orlando, Florida, the number one ranked radio station is WMGF-FM with an adult contemporary format. 
the number two rank radio station is WCFB-FM with an urban format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in Orlando, Florida is WOCL-FM with a classic hits format. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the number one rank radio station is WWSW-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is WSHH-FM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is WDVE-FM with a classic rock format. In Las Vegas, Nevada, the number one rank radio station is KSNE-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KKLZ-FM with a classic hits format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in Las Vegas, Nevada is KWID-FM with a regional Mexican format. In Cincinnati, Ohio, the number one rank radio station is WRRM-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WLWAM with a news talk format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in Cincinnati, Ohio is WGRR-FM with a classic hits format. In Kansas City, Missouri, the number one rank radio station is KCMO-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is KCFX-FM with a classic rock format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in Kansas City, Missouri is KCKC-FM with a country format. In Cleveland, Ohio, the number one rank radio station is WMJI-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is WNCX-FM with a classic rock format. Finally, the number three-rank radio station in Cleveland, Ohio, is WDOK-FM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, in Columbus, Ohio, the number one-rank radio station is WODC-FM with a classic hits format. The number two-rank radio station is WSNY-FM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, the number three-rank radio station in Columbus, Ohio, is WCOL-FM with a country format. Finally, for all of you sports fanatics, ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery are forming a new streaming service. A name has not been given for the new streaming service, and we expect the new streaming service to be released sometime in the fall of 2024. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. Oh, no problem, Bill. Perry, do you have any more that you can elaborate on that ESPN? There's not a lot more to it than that because it's just coming out, but I think it's going to be positive for the sports fan because then you can stream all of your stuff in one place so you don't have to have three totally separate uh, entities to stream your sports. So I think it's going to be positive in that manner and we'll we'll keep you up on more on that as we go but interestingly jeff a a quick story on uh, rick and bubba they've been at this since the 90s and bubba had to make a decision on do you want to keep being an engineer or do a morning show because he did appearances on the morning show and he had till the following monday to make it and he said we have thunderstorms on friday thunderstorms on saturday thunderstorms on Sunday. He said, after about going to that tower six times in one weekend, he said, I decided that was enough of that. <laughs> I never yeah. got to hear them, but I, I will probably have to do something on all things radio just to see what they sound like. Cause they've never they been... are, I mean, they're conservatives. Uh, so, you know, keep that in mind, but they are hilarious. They believe they have fun. Cause I listen to their, I do listen to their podcast and they have fun um, they talk sports and all sorts of things. So, I mean, they're, you know, whether you agree with them politically or not, they do have a funny, a funny morning show. And clearly to be doing it for that long, something's been right because you wouldn't make it that long if it weren't. Yep. That's it reminds right, me. He talks sports. Oh, <laughs> have you heard the Bernie? What do you think of them? Oh, no. He said they talk sports. 
Like, well, they, well, they talk a lot about they talk a lot of other things too, Bernie. But that's one of the things that they talk. <laughs> well, you know what that reminds me of? There was, there's a show on that iHeartMedia runs. It comes out of Charlotte uh, WRFX FM in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's John Boy and Billy, and I didn't think I liked them. But as we as I was you know traveling between Albany, New York, and Augusta, Georgia, we put this on, and I thought they were hilarious. They they really were good, and they they played enough music so that that it didn't just sound like a, a meaningless talk show. But yeah. they the, the bits were really good, and they they mainly they're mainly in the south. But uh, there's a, they're an occasional station in the northeast that may still carry them. But they're still around. They're on WRFX FM in uh, Charlotte. We featured them on All Things Radio Live, oh many years ago. So uh, uh, Jeff, they do Rick and Bubba do have a YouTube channel, so you can probably find a lot of things on their YouTube channel. Oh, well, very good. By the way, uh, by the way if uh, if you want the sporting service that they're talking about with ESPN, Warner Brothers, and Fox, Perry, the last thing I heard, and it could be a rumor, but what what I heard on the Cord Cutters News is they're talking about the fact that the, the streaming service may cost about thirty dollars, thirty to thirty five dollars a month. So, Ooh. well, not- you take you take the one bill, the the Bally one, I know, and we've talked about that one quite a bit. Isn't that twenty bucks a month, Bill? That is twenty bucks a month. So really, you're getting three services in one, and you're right. paying a li- just a little bit more than that one. How, How is, is that going to affect the people that aren't in? Do you think you know with you know Apple, Peacock and uh, the the other uh, services that aren't in this Apple's not involved? I don't. Th- I don't think they're involved with it at this point. Now you may see them. You know, if they it find is. hey, it's going well, you may see them want to jump in. Yeah, I, how will this have an effect on your regular network channels? I see the CBS stations, the Fox owned stations, the uh, NBC uh, television stations. I think CBS technically is paramount, so I don't know that it'll affect that. But ABC, of course, is Disney. You know, ESPN, same thing. So uh, Fox and and all that, you'll get a vast majority of your stuff. Yeah, you and would. by the way, just just uh, Bill and I keep you up to date on this, just so you know, we're still waiting. It sounds like this uh, regional sports network thing with Bally is going to drag out for another five to six months. So we'll talk about that probably in five which, or six months. <laughs> yeah, which means that the whole baseball, they're going MLB is going to have to make sure that they get their games right. on the air somehow or another. It sounds, uh, now. it sounds like, and maybe you've heard something, Bill, that I, different than I have, but it sounds to me like they think they have that pretty well resolved. Is that kind of what you've heard? For the year, yes. Yeah, just for this year. Yeah. They have it for this year. So if you like baseball, whatever, basketball, if you're into that, you know, it's going to be okay for this year. Now, next year maybe different is a little bit of a... Well, starting really in the fall because that's when the NBA starts up again and that's when they're going to need to do something, you know. Well, with the Super Bowl coming up this weekend, I know that Sirius XM covers it. Can, can, I don't really have the sports package, so can you get? Can any of you guys give me a little in, intro of what they're going to be doing with the Super Bowl on Sirius XM or how? You oh yeah, they they their NFL channel eighty eight. They've been there all week. They have yeah. a channel on one hundred six. They call it Super Bowl Radio. They've been uh, providing coverage all week, and and if you have the sports package, of course, you get. The team play-by-play of the game and and all that. The Super—they're expected to make a lot of money with advertising. Uh, two to three hundred million. I was reading they could uh, they could sell that much advertising. 
Yeah, what, what I'm, I'm probably going to do, because I don't know that e either station will be streaming, and I, I, there, I did hear about a station maybe in Kansas City that was, but I'm, I can't confirm that. But if I'm going to, you know, maybe have one radio on the, uh, the Westwood One, because that's live action. And then you could then pick, okay, San Francisco is going to do something pretty cool. Let me listen to them. Oh, here comes Kansas City. They're doing something cool. So that way you could pick up all the highlights and know in advance what to listen to. You'd be creating your, almost your own Super Bowl film. You know, one of the things that you see, and I'm sure they ran it on NFL uh, Network during the, uh, is, you know, every all the Super Bowls, all 57 that have been played, and going back in the old days, it would just be narration. But starting in the, uh, I don't know, the early 80s, they started to get play-by-play, -play, more and more play-by-play -play from the different uh, feeds, the, the radio feeds. And, you know, you, you would get to hear, you know, how was it called? Well, you know, the Patriots coming down the field, but they threw an interception. Well, how was it called by the Patriots feed, and how was it called by the Bears feed when they made the catch? You know, and you'd hear a little bit of both. And that's the kind of thing you can do that day if you have want to devote your, a couple of radios to it and you want to do it on the radio. What about the Super Bowl in different languages? That, it was a time, wasn't it? They, do, like, they, they do, do offer that, yes. Okay. Now, the problem is they used to announce, and it used to be cool, and maybe they will this year, but uh, they used to announce where the channels were on the regular XM feed that they give you the schedule every day. But in the, in the last few years, they have not. But probably if you fool around with the, maybe the NFL channels, I'm, I'm just guessing, you know, that uh, you could I maybe find right, it that Chris. way. It, the game is on 225 and 226, so probably right. if you start on 227 and go up, that's where they you would be. You might find some of them, yeah. And you'd go, oh, it used to be, you know, uh, you know, British, you know, and uh, French and German and Italian and Chinese and uh, Japanese, and it was really kind of crazy to, to listen to Russian, uh, all kinds of stuff. You know, well, and the, the worst of the broadcasts this weekend is probably the TV because Tony Romo is not that popular. Right. But all of the radio broadcasts, the Westwood One, the 49ers, and the uh, Chiefs, they're all good. Yep, they are. And what did I hear? Does Westwood One have Kevin Harlan? Is that who he's he Kevin Harlan. Uh, and, his, yes, and his daughter. Him, Kevin and his daughter are going to be working together on the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, she's been a sideline reporter before. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Kurt, Kurt Warner, the Hall of Famer, is the analyst for Kevin Harlan. So. Mm -hmm. And those yeah. guys are good. If you, they, they always seem to get the games where something weird occurs. You know, like the cat yeah. on the field and stuff like that. So yeah. they, and the the guy who ran out with um, no clothes and things like no, that when went the Super Bowls. <laughs> the, the thing about the, the, uh, the Janet Jackson thing, nobody knew about it until after the game. We never right. heard that until after the game. That one didn't get uh, you know, even though it's one of the more famous things that happened at the Super Bowl. Well, all Good fun. Stuff. I like the commercials. If you can see them, sometimes they're very visual, but they have lots of commercials that, that I can tell you are, are supposedly speaking really of, good. Speaking of super, though, Jennifer Sparks is definitely super, and we need, probably need to get oh, to her. Oh, there he is. There you go, Perry. <laughs> there you go, Perry. You're used to transitioning uh, her on... Another A-plus for Perry. <laughs> on Book Talk, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> So yeah, weird. it was funny. The other day, I kept trying to throw it to her, and every time I would do that, somebody would raise their hand. So finally, when they when there wasn't any hands, they said, Jennifer, time is up. <laughs> I yeah, right. four calls before your hands raised. So, yep. But we don't have any hands raised, so we you don't. can listen to Jennifer right now. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of 
February 8th. KJEE-FM 92.9 Montecito, California changes slogan from Santa Barbara's Alternative Rock Station to 92.9 FM KGEE. KLZN AM 1490 Susanville, California changes slogan from Fox Sports Radio 1490 to KLZN Hot KSWM AM 940 Aurora, Missouri changes slogan from Boomer Radio 940 to KSWM News Talk 940 AM. WECZ AM 1540 Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania changes slogan from Fox Sports 1540, 100.9 FM to 100.9, The Groundhog. WSME AM 1120, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, changes slogan from 94.1, The Beach, to Freedom 97.1 FM 1120 AM. WXLC FM 102.3 Waukegan, Illinois changes slogan from 102.3 XLC to star 102.3 WWCD AM 1580 Columbus, Ohio changes calls to WXGT AM KQLL AM 1280 Henderson, West Virginia changes format from classic hits to oldies. KZLF FM 97.5 Alva, Oklahoma changes slogan from Werewolf 97.5 FM to 97.5 The Rig. KCMR FM 97.9 Mason City, Iowa changes format from silent to inspirational gospel. WELD FM 101.7 Moorfield, West Virginia changes slogan from the local station to WELD country. WQWV FM 103.7 Fisher, West Virginia changes slogan from V103.7 to The Quest. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For All Things Radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer. wonder about the station, The Groundhog, and what was the one yeah. after that? I wonder that, if they play the same songs at the same time every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what if the station manager sees a shadow? Never mind. <laughs> oh, they, they probably have to go off at sunset, uh, you know. That, that's one thing, yeah. Yeah, they, these the groundhog can you believe it <laughs> that was well, the station people wonder what's wrong with radio yeah well, that, that's why it's losing money Bernie <laughs> exactly exactly changing right after groundhog day imagine that yeah maybe they started it on the on last Friday and we didn't know it yeah that could maybe. be well, we, we have seen stations that call themselves the Hog. There are some country stations did it that have done it, and there's a station, I think, in Milwaukee that, that's called the Hog, but, you know, not Groundhog, but that's, you know, who, who knows? 
Have you guys ever seen a station change a format? Then this is besides stunting. And then just figure, ah, this didn't work. And they switch to something else or back quickly. I mean, quickly within a week or two. I have seen you know, that. The, the weirdest thing we had was that 105.7, and I forget where they actually were at the time, we ended up with two country stations for about nine months because um, it ended up being WKLB. But 105.7 changed from rock to WCLB. And then the, I forget what the other country was, BCS was, it was called. And they were at, I think they were at 96.9. And they both went basically the same day. They got word that the other one was going to do it. And it was, uh, you know, uh, so they both went. And then they ended up um, changing... Uh, what had been WVBF and then CLB 105.7, where Lauren and Wally were, they changed that back to um, WROR, took those call letters, and sort of went to sort of an oldies format, you know, that has been updated, and, you know, that's what they do. But uh, that was, Lauren and Wally used to refer to, to those months, those nine months that they had to do that as the dark days, you know, because they had to play country music. They didn't want to be you, doing You know, uh, on WBCS, I think I have an air check of them. There's a there's a guy that used to work on Wall and uh, on Wally. Uh, Wall, what's it? Uh, Lauren Owens and Wally uh, Brian. They used to work on the show. His name was Tom Doyle, and I think he worked at oh, WBCS yeah. on ninety six point nine. Ninety six point nine. He was. I know. I have. I have an air check of him. I think. Oh, he was pretty. He was funny. But of, they 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 did it at the same time, and then people were saying, "Well, how could you be so crazy? You're both getting." 1.5s or whatever, and people were saying, well, yeah, but if you put the two of them together, we just need one uh, one station. So they ended up, oh, there was, I think they got rid of the smooth jazz. There was then they moved everything around again about nine months later, and they, that the country format, I think, ended up on 96.9, and the uh, smooth jazz went somewhere, and, uh, you know, it was like a big mishmash for about uh, a year of trying to get these formats in the right places. All I can say, Chris, is bring back the men from Maine. Yeah, the men from Maine. That was, yeah. <laughs> very good. That, that was the, that was feature. that was one of the funniest bits I've ever heard of that station. I, I used to love when they did that stuff. Yep, they what did about that. you, Everybody Bernie? Tune What's, in every morning yeah. for that. You know, people it was on at like certain times. People knew what yeah. it was. Good, what about you, Bernie? What's the shortest format you've ever seen in Indy? I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking and. Uh, well, nothing comes to mind. I really thought WSYW here when they went to uh, classical. I thought that would probably be really short lived, and, and I gave it a year, and they were still classical after a year. So I, I don't know. And, and also ninety five nine. Oh God! Uh, they, at one time they were they were Pizzazz ninety six, and they were they were urban, and then all of a sudden they became Joy ninety six, and they were a, a black gospel station. And I heard that they actually changed the locks so that none of the uh, pizzazz people could come in. That so, so that, that station was a light that. rock station. It was an oldie station. Yep. It was. Oh yeah. And now what is it? The right, the right yeah. talk, or it's just all yeah, some kind of talk, some it's kind of syndicated stuff that. Yeah. You know, yeah. nobody in their right mind's going to listen long because it's just so negative. So, you know, what about uh, Magic ninety five in uh, Fort Wayne? Didn't they make a change uh, a year or two ago uh, to what kind of was yeah, a little bit more CHR? 
And then, like, a few months later, or even less, they went back to Magic 95. I've That's seen it. Unusual. It seems like 1310 did it, too. Go ahead, Jeff. It's not unusual. Well, one thing that happened in Syracuse, New York, there was, a, there was supposed to be a Latin soul format that was supposed to come to the dial name, and they put it all over the TV stations. Someone was, they were buying time. It's coming. The Latin soul mix is coming to Syracuse, New York, but it never said where, and it never came. <laughs> and it never happened. And on WNDR in Syracuse, wow. he's coming. It's Bob, Bob Massey. Bob who? It's Bob Massey. He was supposed to be the new midday personality. He never came. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's funny. I, I love when stations do that. WIFE used to do that a lot. Um, when when they first went on, uh, they, they kept promoting a guy named Jack Sunday. Jack Sunday is coming. Jack Sunday is coming. Well, he finally did come. Um, but eventually he left and became Jerry Baker, uh, <laughs> who did Pacers and all kinds of sports talk and stuff. But, yeah, they, they do that sometimes. They'll promote somebody and promote somebody. Now, when, when um, the, okay, B105.7, when a bunch of new people took it over, uh, they were still Emmis. They were going to have a guy from Cincinnati come in to do afternoons, and they were going to fire me. Um, <laughs> well, two things happened. First of all, just first of all, Jeff Smolian wasn't going to allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Secondly, the guy decided he didn't want to come, so it's like he never. I never even found out who he was. You know, he just decided he didn't want to come. But Jeff wasn't going to let it. Happen. I remember no. you speaking to Jerry Baker. I can remember when he went yeah. to WNTS that we've talked about. He, he, yeah, he yeah. did sports over on uh, WNTS for about three months, and then he went yeah. back to WIBC on the right. AM dial. Right. So, well, it was hard for him in the afternoon to do that because it was a long show, and if you didn't have people calling her, Guests on you. <laughs> you were just kind of talking, and it's not like they do now. You know these D. I've heard J and V or some of them. They'll get on there, and they'll just talk for an hour or two, just yeah. ramble, yeah. Yeah. just ramble, just yeah. thoughts, and they're not talking to anybody. Where no, the guys used it's to amazing. Be, you know, Gene Shepard did that. He was the only what? one that used yeah. to do it. You know, now you're right. These talk shows, they hardly ever take a phone call. Or you know, right. if, if or and you know, or they might get a text or something, and, and occasionally a phone call. But you'll hear them. Yeah, you're right. They're on there for you know, 45 minutes basically of the hour talking to themselves. Hey, but the difference is that what Gene Shepard did really, is. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead, Brandon. They're Brandy. not really talking to themselves. They're, they're not really talking to themselves. They're talking to the listeners, and I think a lot of times that's exactly what they're doing. And I, I don't really have a problem with that. I think if they're good at it. And JMV, for instance, is really good at it. He can just talk about anything and yeah. make it sound interesting. He just keeps but, talking and talking. And again, like Gene Shepard, uh, yeah. uh, Chris, he 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 was a writer. He, he he knew how to write, so he did a lot. Oh, yeah. of, he did a lot more preparation than you may than you may not realize oh, yeah. for that show of his. But he could sit there and talk about the weather in, in uh, Indiana. I think uh, we did this on All Things Radio. Yeah, we and did. How there was a huge snowstorm. And, uh, and the, the city was closed down for like a week, wherever he was in Indiana. I forgot what city it was. And the population grew the next year. So, yeah, yeah right. But he spread this story on 
for a whole show talking about all the things that were canceled and and looking at today and say they canceled things for nothing today. But then we would we would go through the snow with six feet of snow. We'd walk to school and stuff like that. So he knew yep. how to make it creative. So that's all I'll yeah. say. Right. We used well, to uh, we used to have to we used to have to read all those cancellations uh, back in the days oh. when oh, yeah. people didn't all have computers and phones. And and I, I mean I, even me, you know. So I had to write it all out, but. There was one, we always did a fake cancellation. Uh, our engineer and I had a little joke, and uh, it was Flat Rock, Indiana. The Flat Rock Community Schools are canceled for tomorrow, and nobody ever knew that it was fake because you work it in in the middle of everything Yeah, put else, throwing in with the F-word or whatever, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. That's pretty funny, so Bernie. Funny. That's pretty funny. That it really is. Hilarious. Yeah, cancellations <laughs> used to be a big thing on the radio. Can you imagine oh, oh living in Philadelphia where, where every school had a number? They didn't give them names. So 241, 365, 276, 841, and they'd read these numbers out. And if you didn't know what those numbers were, you were you were in trouble. But it got to be that everyone knew, and they've been doing this numbering system for years and years and years, and it never seemed to be a problem. But I'm sure it was a problem when they first did it. <laughs> well... If your if your kids went to a particular numbered school, no, 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 you kind of knew where it yeah. was before radio in yeah. in uh, Braintree, just there, right near next to Quincy. There was a factory that Armstrong Cork made, made you know these uh, flooring uh, product, and if they blew the whistle at a certain time, that meant school was canceled. This was before, so they had that that system continued. Oh, wow. the WJDA yeah. was around, but that's how people used to know before that uh, that the, the school was canceled in Braintree. Hey, how about if we hear about Joe Walker? Yeah, sure. we're going to talk about Hi. Joe Walker. Go ahead. Did you, do you want to say something, Bernie? No, no, I was just guessing. Not, I know you just can't Joe wait Walker, to please. hear about you Joe. Because the Pacers, Pacers are getting ready to start here in a few. Yeah, minutes, I so. know. Jenny's in there listening to us. But really make good. sure if they make sure if they win, you post it up on Facebook so I can look at it in the. Well, in the oh, you know I will. He doesn't know that they've traded two or three of their players today. I mean, oh yeah. Trade deadline. Yep. Yeah, yeah they've made it some was, trades uh, today. Was, yeah. So it was Buddy Heald. Yeah. It was. Buddy took a ride to Philadelphia. Yeah. But he's going to Philadelphia. Going yeah. to Philadelphia. But they traded for one guy today, had him for about 10 minutes and released him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happens. Well, there was, no point. there was no point in having him, really. So it's good that they did. And fortunately, he was here. He was... On the other team, you know, on so on the Warriors, so you know he knew right away. Oh that yeah, that's right. He was, he was at the end of the <laughs> he line. Was he was at the end of the line, and that's, that's a tough. That's a tough thing, you know. That'd be like yeah. being on the radio somewhere, and somebody goes, "Hey, we're gonna let you go, but you're gonna go across town to another station." No, nah, no, you're not. We don't want you over here. You're, you're, lost. <laughs> you're out of a job. We yeah, traded for job. you, but we got two first round or two second. That's the big thing now in the NBA. Let's give you second-round draft yeah. choices. That's the big thing now. Yeah. So, there we go. But well, back I, to the- I think I'll have to listen. I'll have to listen to the rest of the show on the podcast. But you know I will. I'm sure. Yes, you will. And, but, we'll be giving a quiz next week for you. Okay. We'll give you a quiz this about the Joe Walsh guy. Yeah, Joe Walker. Joe Walsh guy who's coming up. I, I'm yeah. Joe Walsh. I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. Life's been good. You keep listening. I stream good. I know that. Yeah. Well, this guy okay. was 
Ray C. and Bernie. He was Ray Charles's roommate, and they grew oh, up together. God. He was from Miami, and his name was Joe Walker. And, well, maybe that was his radio name. But anyway, he... It could have been. And we've got to thank Gina for passing this along to us. Gina from the state of Washington. Thank you, Gina. And I went out and found some clips, and Joe's passion was not R&B like Ray Charles or singing, but it was being a sportscaster or reporting on sports. And he bounced around at a lot of different black-owned stations back in the day. He graduated in, uh, what year was it, 1957, I believe. And Ray left to pursue his musical career at age 16, but Joe went on to graduate. I don't know if he had some some problems, but he was... Joe left because Bernie left. Um, anyway. <laughs> Joe so, didn't want to hear about Joe. <laughs> right. Joe didn't want to hear about Joe. Okay. But, yeah. But I'm not leaving yet because I, yeah. I have a question. Oh, okay. Did but I'll you make a... ever hear the rumor? Yeah. Did you ever hear the rumor that Ray Charles came to uh, School for the Blind and yes. did a show? Yes. Did, did that really happen? According to the people that I talk to that are on high authority, they said yes. But That's for cool. tell me to prove it in court, I couldn't. But they told me that. I find it yeah. hard to believe. I, I yeah. really do. I find it hard to believe. He came yeah. on a Friday night, and they, they woke up all the kids. Called from Nathan. And had him come to the auditorium. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, uh, no, the, I've heard this from more than one source. But. Yeah. But well, we okay, should. I've heard it from two. Yeah. But anyway, him and Ray. Uh, Ray pursued his dream, and Joe pursued his dream, and he bounced around, and he finally settled in Atlanta, Georgia in 1969. So I've got some shorter clips from Joe Walker. So they're not long. They're only three minutes and something long, and the other one's only a minute. So maybe this is a good idea to make these. I'll still be here then. Okay. Right. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So here we go. You can hear a little bit of Joe Walker. He was known as a very aggressive sports reporter, and you know he was not afraid to take his place in the line. So let's listen to Joe from Atlanta. And speaking of the Atlanta Hawks, they'll be back in action Wednesday night. Five times a day, Joe Walker sits behind the microphone at WTJH Radio and does more than read the scores. I'm the godfather of sports. This is Joe Walker. WTJH Sports. Who's taking band practice? The Braves? For four decades, Joe Walker has always been somewhere near a microphone and close to a sporting event. When guys get through doing band practice, we'll go. A regular presence among the sports reporting crowd that works the game. Victor. How you doing? How you doing, buddy? Okay. Good to see you. Joe, how you doing? How you doing, man? Good to see you again. Where's Chip? Chip. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. His personality and know-how are his own. The eyesight he borrows, either from his son Joseph or from colleagues in the media. Musco's getting interviewed over just behind you. Come on, let's walk over there. How you doing, baby? Give me a minute, please. I want you to meet my son, Joseph. Let's talk about what can we expect for 1996. He is highly respected in this field, uh, not because uh, he's black. 
uh, not because he's blind, but he's respected because he is a professional and he is good at what he does. I tell people, uh, my blindness is my strength and not my weakness. Blind all his life, Walker learned to produce his sports reports on a Braille typewriter. My first sports event I ever heard was a fight between Joe Lewis and Max Bear. And it enthralled me so to hear the announcers broadcasting that fight. That's what I wanted to do. And I would be in bed at night broadcasting the fight. Lewis landed the left of the body and Lewis has him on the ropes and Max Bear's fighting off the ropes. And my daddy would wake up and say, boy, if you don't cut out that noise, I'm going to beat your blank, you know. So what I did, I got up and I went where I knew I didn't disturb nobody. I went in the bathroom and broadcast the fight. Cleveland 115, Sacramento 84. I was born to be a sports announcer. Chipper, let's look at the Braves this year. I look for Fred McGriff to hit his usual 30. Hey, Fred. How you doing? Congratulations. Good to see you. I'm glad you're going to let me feel that ring when you get it. Walker's colleagues say his knowledge of sports is first rate, and his lack of eyesight hasn't impeded his vision. How Joe can call plays and uh, accurately describe sports actions when he's blind. It's amazing to me, and I can't understand it today. It was like what you swing in the bat uh, in batting practice, and you seem to be swinging to me with a lot of authority, like yeah. you're in good shape. Yeah, I feel fine, uh, injury-free. Joe will say something about that. Well, I saw that you did so-and-so today, coach. And we all say, well, that's Joe. In his own way, he did see it. I go to a game. I know what's going on just like the other guy. Well, we'll challenge the Braves, in your opinion, this year. Yeah, I don't see any team that's going to beat you guys. We're going to go out and we're going to win. Walker has endured for four decades in a cutthroat industry. A blind man who has succeeded where plenty of more able-bodied people have not. Morrell, are they hitting those balls to the outfield? Joe is an extraordinary man. Joe seems to have an extra sense inside of him that drives him. Portland clobbered Dallas, 112.86. Don't let your handicap be your burden. Let it be your strength. That's how come I could take on anybody and beat them. Take it easy, Joe. Thank you. Chipper Jones, our special guest. We'll be back in a moment. This is Joe Walker, WTJH Sports. Joe, go for Cho. That one needed to be audio described that clip. Uh, but, uh, no, but so it kind of sounded like a basketball arena if I were to guess. Yeah, if I were to guess, but yeah, I think so. Joe, that 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 was nice. You know, the guy used his memory. You know, like we do. We we do our show on right. Tuesdays, and we use our memories, and we use our our you know what we hear, and you know, so we're listening to talk shows, and uh, Perry and Bill look at their phones, and you know, we're doing different things. We see things on Newsline. We put it all together, and that's how we do our show. And, yes, there'll be times, and for example, we know that uh, on the panel and on Sunday, if there's a real controversial play, uh, we might talk about it on Tuesday and might ask Rick and Robert, because they have some vision, 
what they thought when they saw it. Now, we've heard what the other people said, you know, that this happened or that happened, and but we will then ask them and get their idea as partially sighted guys, what they thought when they saw the, the play on the screen. And between all of us, we put a, our knowledge together, our memories together, our, our uh, you know, uh, we keep track of things during the week. And that's what he was doing. He had the braille writer there, and that's what I do. I write all, all the stuff up. So that is totally cool. And he had his son help him around to go to the uh, batting practice and all that stuff. And, um, no, that, that's totally feasible when you do it like that. that that's really cool that he did that. Well, I, I wanted people to hear that, and thank you, Gina, but, you know, yeah. the guy made his dream come true. Ray Charles made his dream come yeah, true, and they did that all from the blind school dorms. Their house parents, their teachers, they all doubted them that they could make these dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And especially and, they were in the black school. Uh, this yeah. was back when they were segregated down there, and, and uh, you know, the white kids had enough struggles coming out of the schools, but whoever thought that the two people would succeed, obviously Ray Charles at the highest level, but, but uh, Joe uh, Walker having a, a very good career uh, within Atlanta. He was well-known, obviously, there and in the black community and with the ball players, and, and uh, you know, the, he had those scores. He wrote them up just like uh, when, when we read our football scores, right. we do that. He had them all written, and we heard him reading them, and people would be all amazed. They probably showed that on TV with him looking at his Braille and reading this, the scores, and uh, that's what we do uh, for our show. So, sure, that's great. And we the players seem to like him. Oh, go ahead, you go ahead. No, the players seem to like him. Go ahead. Yeah, we had a guy here in Iowa, uh, WMT was the name, was the station back when, you know, radio was really radio, and he would write down all the well, – he would do sportscasts too, but he would write down all the results of the wrestling matches at the – at the state tournament and they would sponsor a line every year you could call into this guy from oh whatever time in the morning till 12 o'clock at night and they said uh, uh, whenever he was there that phone was always lighting up because everybody wanted to know you know what did my grandkid do or this or this or this and he would he you would he has braille and and everything and i mean you can just imagine because there's like 14 weight classes and Things like that. That was a lot of Braille that he had. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, very good. Very good. It's Stephen. all about preparedness. However you do it and you That's use right. whatever a medium. And, uh, you know, who was the guy that did uh, minor league baseball uh, in Connecticut who uh, worked with a partner who he had? They, they started out together at school, and they worked together, and he was the color man on, on the play-by-play uh, of minor league baseball. I forget what his name was, but there was one that did that. Uh, his last name was Woodlow. Yes, Don. Don, Don Wardlow. Wardlow. He's that. called in uh, Book Talk before. Jeffrey, oh, yes. he's still with us? I am here. Okay. I mean, you follow your dream and do radio news each and every week, right? I do, yep. but, uh, but I memorize most of that in my head, which is uh, just some, just about impossible to do most most of the time, but I just, I, I'm, somehow I do it, so. <laughs> I know. We, uh, According to I'm, some I'm one of those. When I, do, when I do things, Jeff, I have to write it out. So. Yeah. We, we understand. But and, and, I, you know, I, don't I sort of do I, notes. I, I mean, I'll have, I'll have basically the stuff written, but I sort of notes. And then, and yeah. we've got a panel, so then you go into discussion, and you, you work things, and you get the information out to the people, and then you talk about it, and that's how we try to do it. Well, you know, I always, would, I always wanted to be a radio announcer, and it didn't work out for me, so this is, this is the best thing. So, uh, but, but yeah. Uh, 
How about if we go to Detroit? Now, when you listen to this, guys, I want you to listen to it and think about the time of the year when this is happening. I, I, I don't have a date because it didn't have one, and there was nothing really spectacular about finding the date in this particular air check, but it's 1979, and radio was fast changing. The days of dominant AM Top 40 were quickly coming to an end, and when you hear CKLW in this air check, you're going to see what I mean. Well, listen, to, listen, you'll know what I mean. Well, I'm going to tell you, Chris will probably figure out the date. I will well, try. He'll try. I'm sure he will. Oh, he'll come very quick. I know it's in the summertime, but, but that's all I can tell you. He's like okay. one of those hunting dogs. You just give him <laughs> a piece oh, of a the puzzle. clothes. It's like a puzzle. I, I, you know, they, you, you put the weather forecast together or you put some, those ads, they put, uh, upcoming concerts and or uh, news events and, uh, you know, whatever. They, they usually give you something. Not always, but they usually give you something. Right. So here we go. This week, in my Classic Air Check segment, we're taking a look at CKLW, or shall I say, the end of CKLW. CKLW is a classic Top 40 radio station during its Boss Radio era, and it was also a classic Top 40 radio station before Boss Radio. However, let's take a look at CKLW and how it sounded back in 1979. The radio announcer you're going to hear is Tommy Shannon, who had been working on and off for CKLW for a number of years. This time, he's playing solid gold. So without further ado, why don't you sit back and enjoy CKLW on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Just after 10 o'clock, it is a Friday morning, and this is Tom Shannon, and Friday morning at this hour signifies gone, but not forgotten gold. Here's one I'm sure you'll remember, Marvin Gaye. Take you back to the 60s with Eric Burton and the Animals. Eric Burton, excuse me, and the Animals. I always, everybody wants to say Eric Burton because of Richard Burton, I suspect, but uh, that's Eric who uh, went off on his own, uh, was with a group called War, actually helped form it, and uh, then he went back on his own and back and forth, and he's kind of dabbled around a little bit. But those particular days, I can remember being in New York. And meeting with uh, Eric and the animals at a big press party at the then newly opened, uh, what was that hotel in New York? It's right there on the uh, gorgeous place. And I mean, it was brand new. It was like uh, opened six months ago or something. And now, of course, it's plenty old, but I can't remember the name of it. The Americana, perhaps. Maybe that's it. The Americana. Seven minutes after 10 o'clock. I've got one coming up uh, in about, oh, 90 seconds or so after we check the weather and some messages that I know you're going to enjoy from a group out of Texas. A new film by Woody Allen. Manhattan. Who will take me seriously just because I'm 17? Manhattan. Rated R. And it's now playing at the Devonshire Cinema in Windsor. Firestone announces the price of 1979 for the Firestone Deluxe Champion Polyester Four Ply Tire. Kenny Michigan lottery number from yesterday was 066066. Our winning weekly Michigan lottery numbers were 16 and 35555, and 555. Motor City weather partly cloudy today and tonight. They've dropped the mention of rain for today. The chance of those thunder showers, that's been all sort of depleted. Not around, high of 80. Low tonight of 50. They moved them, uh, however, till tomorrow. Sometime on Saturday, mostly cloudy. And some scattered thunder showers throughout the day tomorrow. High of 77 degrees. It's currently 64 in Cleveland. 64 in Toledo. 59 in Detroit. At 15 Celsius at CKLW. So from 59, we got a long way to go to get to 80, but we also have a long way to go to get to a lot of things. So just hang on for it and spend the Friday as best you can. Hopefully listening to Gone But Not Forgotten Gold. This is a pretty big record for a group out of the 
Mm, I was going to say the Tex-Mex area, right around where Buddy Holly and Freddie Fender and things like that started. They really had only one hit, and that was in 1966. Uh, two boys, uh, two brothers, Bobby Fuller and Randy Fuller got, Fuller got together and uh, put the song called I Fought the Law, which was a big one. Bobby Fuller Four. Big, big song in the year 1966, the Bobby Fuller Four. Somebody called the last time we did our Gone But Not Forgotten Gold on a Friday and said, can I play this? And so I looked it up, and there it was. We found it, and I uh, hope you enjoyed it. One quick footnote, and a very tragic one, if uh, anybody remembers and is into that kind of a thing, Bobby Fuller uh, took his own life, so they say. Uh, he was found asphyxiated in his home, uh, then brand new home, just about a year after this hit record in Hollywood, California. was found asphyxiated. His brother Randy continued with the group under the name of the Randy Fuller Four, but not too much happened. But sort of a little tragic footnote there. For I fought the law on the Bobby Fuller Four. See if you remember that. Jerry Marsden, the pacemakers, part of the British invasion in the 60s, 64 and 65. Remember, I'll be there. <laughs> That's one of the lesser hits of, of the four tops, and we call this Gone But Not Forgotten Gold. Some of the things you don't hear very often, primarily because they weren't as big as some of the others. And, of course, that song pales when you put it next to, uh, in terms of overall success, Baby, I Need Your Lovin', and Ask the Lonely, I Can't Help Myself, same old song, what else, something about you. Uh, reach Out, I'll Be There. It was from 1966, by the way, somewhere. I won't say exactly smack in the middle of all the hits for the four tops, but even the current things, like It's All in the Game, Still Waters, and Keeper of the Castle, and things like that. They've had lots of them, and that's one of the lesser heard ones around, but still a very nice one. Shake Me, Wake Me, Four Tops at CKLW at 19 after 10 o'clock in the morning, and this is Tom Shannon. By the way, the summer's best concerts are free from CKLW. I have an admission pass for four, uh, for four, that's what it is. It's for, I'm looking at what I've got here. Natalie Cole. That's what it's for, four admissions for Natalie Cole. And I think Peaches and Herb are on the same bill at Pine Knob. The date is June the 23rd. And rather than just taking a random call, I will ask a question about a song I'm about to play. Do this every Friday, and we'll do that in about 90 seconds. So listen very carefully. I'll tell you the title of it. All you have to do is come up with the artist. Hi, this is Surrender Revolver outside the movie theater with the movie Up in Smoke, starring Peaky Chong, the two counterculture comedians is being previewed. Um, if you could describe the movie in one word, of, what would you say? Michigan Bell reminds you, dial direct and save. Thank you very much. 22 after 10 o'clock. This is the song. Its title is Nothing But a Heartache. And I know it'll sound familiar to you. It's in the 60s, of course, mid-60s to be specific. And uh, any more specific than that, I won't be because I don't want to give away too much. All you have to do is be able to tell me the artist or artists who recorded this song. It was their only hit. I can tell you that also. And you've got yourself an admission pass for four to see Natalie Cole at Pine Knob. Nothing But a Heartache, the song. Who are the artists? That ought to make a lot of sense to you. Nothing But a Heartache. I won't tell you who did it. I don't have a winner yet. That's part of our question, who are the artists? Uh, and that's their only hit song. As a matter of fact, uh, nationally, I think it did uh, top 30 in the country. And if you're talking about Windsor and Detroit, it was top five. So quite a considerable difference in chart action. But it did very, very well around here. And so you should very well remember it. question is, do you remember who recorded it? If you do, it's worth a CK admission pass for four to see Natalie Cole. I feel we may have a little problem with that because I haven't got a winner yet. But we'll go to the phones in just a second. In 1919, a new food store opened called Dominion. At a time when other corner grocery stores were no more than a one-counter operation, Dominion began introducing ideas our grandparents had never experienced. Like one-stop shopping, which meant customers could shop for fresh fruits and vegetables, top-quality meats and groceries, all under one roof. 
Today, 60 years later, our customers still depend on Dominion as a leader, constantly setting new standards in their supermarkets. You can depend on us. We guarantee it. We Italians do not find it difficult to find something to celebrate or to find something to celebrate with. Asti Cinzano, Italy's fine sparkling wine. Asti Cinzano celebrates. Mama, Papa, I think I am in love with Giorgio and Antonio and Vincenzo. Tomasi Cinzano celebrates our cinema. My new film will make you laugh, cry, think, think about laughing and crying. But more importantly, it will make me rich. <laughs> Asti Cinzano celebrates our women. She is more beautiful each day. Today she is eight and one half months old. America, start celebrating with Italy's fine sparkling wine. Asti Cinzano is so fresh, fruity and bubbly, you won't have to look for it. It's now available at fine restaurants and wine shops in the Detroit area. All you have to do is be able to ask for Asti Cinzano and ask for this one. By the Beatles, and I know you remember, I should have known better. Maybe I should have. Well, indeed. 10.30 at CKLW with Tom Shannon and Dion. Uh-huh. I'm the Wanderer. Yeah, yeah. Recent visitor to our area, Dion Demucci. Unfortunately, I found out about it too late because he's an old friend. I would have loved to chat with him. That's Dion Demucci and the Wanderer. And I want to tell you we've got a winner. We've got a winner, and I'll pass his name along and the answer to our question, our trivia question, just a couple of seconds. After we hear about working my way back to you with the fourth season. January was the year of 1966 for working my way back to you. The original four seasons, and I mean Frankie Valley, of course, Nick Massey, Bob Gaudio, and Tom DeVito. Bob Gaudio, of course, went on. They broke up. Frankie left the group somewhere in the 70s, I think, believably, uh, and just went off on his own. But there was another group at that time reformed. But the original members, the guys that uh, most of us knew in the early 50s and 60s, and these guys have spanned some 20 years in, in recording. Those were the original hardcore guys, and they were on that session, working my way back to you. Uh, Frankie Valley, of course, on his own with things like Grease and, uh, you know, the rest of all the songs. Working my way back to you. Now, as to our trivia question, Greg Peer of East Buena Vista in Highland Park was the man that came up with the answer. He said, boy, I remember that so vividly, didn't even have to go back and look it up. The flirtations were the people who recorded nothing but a heartache, and that was their only recording. That makes it a little more difficult when you only got a one-time-out shot and... You never follow up, so nobody keeps saying the song, only for that period of time. But the flirtation's correct answer for Greg Peer. He's got a CK admission pass for four for Natalie Cole at Pine Knob on June the 23rd. Congratulations, Greg. Took a lot of uh, memory bank storing up and going back to find out that one. I suspect I would even have trouble until I saw it in front of me and said, Oh, yeah, the flirtations. Now I remember. One-time only groups. They're the hardest. 10.36 in the morning. That's Farmer Jack's saving time. And this week, save on farm-made orange juice. Half-gallon jug, only 97 cents at Farmer Jack. Here are the finalists in the Gap's annual Ode to Spring Poetry Reading. Spring is swell. I like that they lock, the flowers smell, and it ain't hot. Hey, you thought rhyming was important. All into the Gap. You know you can save 25 to 40 percent on over a thousand items during the Gap's early summer clearance sale. Terrific values on guys' knit shirts, gals' knit and woven tops are now just $5.99 to $9.99. Plus, there are big savings on casual pants and on fashion denim jeans. Hurry in now and save during the Gap's early summer clearance sale. Here are seals and crops for McDonald's. Nobody can do it like McDonald's can. Daily 
Michigan lottery number from yesterday, 066066, and 16555 with a winning weekly Michigan lottery number, 16 and 555. My voice sounds a little uh, raspy today, and perhaps it probably is in this first hour, because it's old and gone and forgotten gold. I have a tendency to talk a little more this hour, so if it sounds a little strained, that is why. Uh, metro weather, partly cloudy today and tonight, a high of 80 degrees, a low tonight of 50, and mostly cloudy in those scattered thunder showers we've avoided so far today. Should be with us tomorrow, Saturday, and very prevalent, high of 77 degrees. 64 in Cleveland, 64 in Toledo, 59 in Detroit. That's 15 Celsius at CKLW. I'm going to stop for just a second and, and see if you can play this little game with me. If you have a record collection, I don't care whether you haven't looked at it in years, most of us in this area certainly have something of a label called Rictic. R-I-C hyphen T-I-C. Rictic. It was kind of a maroon label, as I remember. I don't have the actual label in front of me. I have it on a cartridge. But the reason I say that is because there were so many local hits, and then some that went on to be national. Uh, Barbara Mercer, uh, I'm trying to think of... Uh, Edwin Starr, I think, started out in that label. And then there was a group of, really, musicians who were all local guys who participated, including some string members uh, from the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, recorded at the old Golden World Studio over there on Dexter Boulevard. And they were called the San Remo Golden Strings. Then finally, when it went national, it became the San Remo Strings. And the song was Hungry for Love. Remember this one? It's probably in your collection. from out of 1966. Hungry for Love with the San Remo Strings. And you've got to know that you can take that many, many steps further and just say that some of the musicians who went on to become, you know, stars in their own right, Dennis Coffey, uh... Uh, Don Davis, who is today a, not only a fine guitar player, but a producer for Johnny Taylor and Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis, and so many more. Uh, Mike Terry, all of those people, uh, Detroit musicians, were on that session. Hungry for Love, which started out, by the way, as musical background or as a track for another song. They liked it so very well, they released it on its own, spruced it up, sweetened it up a little bit, and it became Hungry for Love and a big national hit for the San Remo Strings, recorded, as they say, at Golden World on Dexter Boulevard. So is this. Edwin Starr and S.O.S. One of the many in a group of solid hits for the Dave Clark Five. Hey! In the 60s, you've got what it takes. Gone but not forgotten gold is the name of this hour on CKLW. I'm Tom Shannon. It's 1048, about 11 and a half before 11 o'clock. Our classic album feature here at CKLW can be heard every Monday at midnight. This Monday, no exception, we have the Magical Mystery Tour in its entirety, of course, by the Beatles. That'll be this coming Monday night, beginning at midnight. More gold coming up. First prize? In our company's annual safety contest, right, Larry? I will have a big weekend. Yeah, for your prize-winning entry, oh. wear a hard hat so you don't get hurt. First prize? An all-expense-paid trip. Oh. Santa, our business is picking up. Not 10 minutes before 11, 10.50 at CKLW, a young man in the 60s wielded uh, heather power, or was it called flower power? Well, anyway, he was from Scotland. His name was Donovan Leach, better known to most as Donovan. In 1967, one of his lesser-played recordings was There Is a Mountain. There is songs. This is by the Dell. Big song in 1968 for the Dells. One of those incredible groups that really, without virtually any changes at all, have lasted 25 years, starting back in 1954 in the Chicago, Illinois area. I think specifically Harvey, Illinois, with Johnny Funches, who was replaced by Johnny Carter. That's the only real change. Marvin Jr., Vern Allison, Mike McGill, and Chuck Barsdale. All the members of the Dells still intact, still performing with all kinds of hits, like Stay in My Corner and There Is. What else did they have? Uh, 
The love we had stays on my mind, but they had an incredible sound. The Dells at 10.57, about three minutes before 11 o'clock. This is Tom Shannon with a reminder. Parents are reminded that story hours for preschool children are held every week at each branch of the Windsor Public Library. So call your local branch or pick up a copy of Highlights for more information. A mock, a seven-foot Japanese soldier under orders to fight a war that ended 30 years ago. And the Lias Brothers' $100,000 Have More Fun in Michigan prize drawing. Win big, really big. Robert W. Morton. This week on the special of the week, Bob Seeker. You know, it's funny, when we were coming up and people kept telling us, you know, this time you're going to make it, I was always skeptical, but there's always been something in the back of my head that said, you know, well, gee, when I make it, I'm going to buy a, a box or Ferrari or something like that. And here I am, and, and I have no desire to. Special of the week, Sunday nights at 7 on CKLW. We'll be looking for it, Robert W. And one quick note, this was done uh, about two years ago. A fairly good size hit for Carly Simon and James Taylor, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, but the original goes back to 1963 for a brother and sister combination of Inez and Charlie Fox. The song was entitled Mockingbird. This is the original. Inez and Charlie Fox. Original from 1963. And it's called Mockingbird, of course. We'll do it again one of these days. I've got a... Replenish the supply of all the oldies I can find. Gone but not forgotten gold. Hope you enjoyed it. The music station, CKLW, at just after 11 o'clock. This is Tom Shannon and Stevie Wonders here, and I wish. Well, there you go. CKLW in its waning days with the radio announcer Tommy Shannon. Tommy Shannon was certainly a very versatile radio announcer. He could do just about any format. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a feature station that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you, Jeff. Oh, no problem. Just notice the change of CKLW from that Drake uh, Top yep. 40 format to a more subdued yep. format. Hmm. Yeah, and they had, they was... had to do something, obviously. And ultimately, they would drop the Top 40 format and go to the music of your life. And when that failed, they became a talk station, which is what they're doing to this day. I yeah, was, was doing things that. like that, too. Sorry. Yeah, when sorry, did they Chris. eventually go talk? I'm going to say 82, 83, but I don't have the exact date on it, but, but they definitely went talk, uh, and they're still doing talk. And they were AM 800, CKLW, and it just, it just, it's sad because uh, that station yeah. was, uh, my, my roommate wrote up on, on my, a birthday greeting to me a few years ago from college. He says, without you, I would have never heard of WOLF in Syracuse and CKLW and WRKO and all the top 40 stations you used to talk about. You may be aware of the, how good top 40 radio was back then. Wow. Yeah, and they were mellowing out. And because the audience, what they, what they saw was the younger kids were listening to FM and doing whatever they were doing. So they were trying to keep the audience that was now in its uh, 30s and, you know, late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s, who'd been listening right along. So they mellowed out the, and they did this at RKO. They did this other places. They became sort of adult contemporary for a few years before they stopped. They went talk in October of 81 full time. But, uh, you know, up to that time, they just had, you know, mellow, mellower DJs. And I think Dale Dorman stayed. But he did go to KISS 108 at one point. So I don't remember exactly when he left RKO. But, yeah, and that's what they had to do. But that was from uh, May or early June because, obviously, the concert they were talking about was June 23rd. So it was May or early June with the weather being what it was. 
I thought the, uh, you know, the, the things that he said, I got the flirtations. I would have won the prize. That was good. We know it was on a Friday. Yeah, it was a Friday, right. and they, um, you know, he threw them off, said it was the mid-60s. It was the spring of 69 when that was out, but uh, whatever. Um, but the, the, the another thing, and, and we have we don't talk much about him, and boy, it would be great if we could ever get um, some stuff put together. We heard a couple of commercials in there with Dick Orkin. And Dick Orkin, we talk about Stan Freeberg doing wonderful commercials, as he did. But Dick Orkin's were so funny, and they were so oh, cool. They were. Oh, my God, sure. the chicken and the chicken man stuff, which chicken we did man. do. We, yeah. we, died, we did a tribute good. to Dick Orkin on his, on his chicken man stuff. Yeah, we could do could certainly do that, um, Chris. Yeah, and we I, need I, to I, find I If they up. ever put together a montage of commercials, it would be wonderful because chicken man is fine, and, and they are funny. But And we've kind of heard those, you know, people who are radio uh, freaks have kind of heard those over the years because they've been re- played at different places and but the commercials it would be great to have a montage of them because they were just so creative and funny i've got I his chicken it was so I, long i will try know. to find some stuff and i'll pass them over to i think we'll pass them over to bill as a yeah. present and he can he can do this as you know jeff i've got a chicken man story for you back in the old time radio store days we used to sell chicken man on cd and, really? yeah, yeah, we had a whole series of shows, you know, all the adventures of Chicken mm-hmm. Man and whatever. Cool. So, anyway, I thought I was going to get in trouble, and I got this call one day, and this customer called me and he said, I want to buy the Chicken Man CDs. I said, okay, and he said, I said, how did you hear about it? And he said, I called the those guys, you know, uh, what was his name, Dick Orkin? Dick and, Orkin yeah. and yeah. Anyway, he talked to the people. He said, call Bill. He's got all our coffee. He said, you can buy one <laughs> from him. In other words, they didn't care. That's yeah. what at this point of the story Great. was. They didn't care, and I was only selling for $5.99, so it wasn't like I was making a ton of money. Do you think Chicken Man would work today if it were played on radio? Do you think it would work? I think so. It would work It would work as a, as, a, as something that might fit into an oldies format, like for a nostalgia yeah. type thing. It, it, it might work. Again, there, there was Chicken Man. They had, they had the Story Lady. That was another group of people who did that. They oh, yeah. Tooth Fairy. <laughs> All those things would work. But, but again, they're somewhat dated, Mike. So that's, what, that's yeah. part of the problem yeah. with them. Part of it, too, Mike, is it went with it, it because what they did was they started it right after Batman came out. They started it in 66 when Batman was on. And people were used to Batman and some of the crazy things that they would say and some of the quaint phrases they would use. You know, like, not, not that, but it was, you know, Tom Terrific would say, Holy Oak, Massachusetts, things like that, you know, and, and things of that sort. People aren't used to that unless you're in that mindset, you know? I, oh, yeah. That, yeah, but that, that, that was, was very creative. And he did, you know, he he did all the voices. You know, he was Chicken Man. He was the commissioner. He was yeah. all these things. And uh, you know, I don't know who he is, but I do know this. He'd say that every episode. And the narrator <laughs> for the Chicken Man show was a guy that worked in Cleveland, Jim Ohio, Runyon. worked in Chicago. Jim Runyon worked yes. at HDH oh, yeah. here too for a yeah. while. And who's the guy that said Chicken Man? You know who that yeah. was? I don't know. Who was that? Barney you Pitt. know, that was, that was Barney Pitt. Pitt. Oh, wow. yeah. It was all done at TFL. One. 
I don't know yeah. who Miss Helfinger. I don't know who Miss Helfinger was, but oh. um, she was one of the news people at CFL. I'm sure it was all done out of CFL. That's right, and that was on D- when CFL was was uh, consulted by Ken Draper back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. and we we did the WCFL story uh, quite a while ago on All Things Radio back. At, boy, you're bringing back some memories here, Chris. I'll tell you. <laughs> See, oh, Jeff, that was, uh, Tommy Cannon, he said that was fun with his these uh, stories about the music and stuff, and that was that was cool to hear. Yeah, yeah, but somehow I uh, I shed a, I shed a tear, Chris, because I w- I remember the days of CKLW with Max Kinkle and all those great announcers. But yes, obviously things go by and and times do change. However, yeah, it did bring back some memories for me. So, well, Bill, uh, all right, time to wrap it up while you cry. Uh, we'll I'm going to cry and I'm going to have my gin and tonic. But I will tell you, this is the last thing we've done radio for quite a for a while. We've we've done enough of that, but. I like this is one of the channels I like. It's the New Wave era. Maybe Gary might remember it, and I remember it back in the '80s. And it's uh, Tommy London from uh, Channel 25. Cla- not cla- not New Wave, but Classic Rewind cassette era classic rock. They called it. So when Jeff edits a podcast, if you hear some tears falling on the tracks, you'll know exactly <laughs> what it is. And it's it'll, called it'll the tracks the of track, my tears. It'll be the tracks of his tears. That's or right, the, Chris. Or you got his it. gin and tonic. You'll oh, see you're that. right there, Chris. You're right there today, buddy. <laughs> I will get play that and thank everyone. Thank you, Jeff, for being the best. So we really appreciate it. So go cry, and we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) And tell Jr. we said hello. I will. As he squeezes your hand. All right. I better just be quiet. And thanks, Jeff. This week, at my featured station segment, we're traveling to the world of Sirius XM Satellite Radio once again. And we're going to hear one of their many radio stations. This time, it's Cassette Era Classic Rock. The station is called Classic Rewind, and the radio announcer you're going to hear is Tommy London. I think this is a pretty good radio channel. Give it a listen, and let me know what you think. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy Classic Rewind on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Classic Rock Second Generation, Sirius XM's Classic Rewind. You know, not only can you find me here on Classic Rewind, uh, you can always find me on Hair Nation 39, actually, Sunday through Fridays at 6 p.m. East, 3 on the West. Did you write that down? Because I'm expecting you to stop by. Uh, Yeah, that's where we play all the hair metal stuff, if you're into that sort of thing. We also let you shout out your favorite band over there on the Hairwaves. Any band that we play there, Bon Jovi, uh, Vixen, Faster Pussycat, Poison, Motley Crue, you decide. All you have to do is uh, hit record on your phone, tell us your name, what city you're from, and then the shout out for the band that you love maybe throw in a quick story too and make it real quick and send that audio to hair nation at SiriusXM.com. no commercials no problem 
Rewind. Billy Squire, Rock Me Tonight. Uh, you know, the video for that song has been considered to be a disaster and is often cited as having caused irreversible damage uh, to Billy Squire's career. And, well, I find this to be a little suspect. I'll tell you why. I remember as a kid seeing that video, but I didn't see it every hour. MTV didn't play that clip that often, as far as I know. And apparently the record label spent a lot of money on the video with a negative return, and that just uh, caused uh, Billy to uh, really get pissed off and fire all his managers. And, you know, thanks to uh, the Internet and a few VH1 specials uh, back in the day there, uh, the video gained notoriety uh, retroactively, I guess you could say. And, you know, that, that video, this is pretty interesting, it also earned an entire chapter in the book, I Want My MTV, a video earned a whole chapter, and it wasn't Michael Jackson's thriller. There's something to be said about that. It's Tommy London with Journey on Classic Rewind. Classic rock from the cassette era. Sirius XM's Classic Rewind. Sammy Hagar, I uh, was talking to him last night at the Music Cares event. I did a bunch of interviews as they were honoring John Bon Jovi as Person of the Year. So many artists came together uh, to celebrate him receiving this award and to celebrate 40 years in music. Uh, yeah, Jelly Roll was there, Goo Goo Dolls, and uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. I spoke to them all, and uh, it was great to talk to my coworker Wolfie, as well, who will be here later today with his latest episode of Top of the Pack. He always puts together a great mix of music. Today will be no different, and that's going down at 9 a.m. East, uh, 6 a.m. on the West. And uh, right now, though, you're stuck with me, and I'm playing some Rolling Stones. It's Tommy London on Classic Rewind. Sirius XM channel where rock on cassettes lives in harmony alongside vinyl, CDs, and MP3s. The Spectrum, where classic rock meets new rock. Channel 28 and on the Sirius XM app. Phil Collins on Classic Rewind. I'm Tommy London in for Christine Stone. And uh, it's time to see how well you know your cassette era classic rock. Yeah, I'm going to test you with some song lyrics. You heard me correctly. Don't get nervous. It's going to be a lot of fun. You get it wrong, who cares? Here's how it goes down. I'm going to read some lyrics from a tune that I dig. And then we're going to see if you can figure out which song it is. All right? Is it easy? I'm not telling. You're, you'll have to decide that. Here's the lyrics. Sweet Lucy was a dancer. 
but none of us would chance her because she was a samurai. She made electric shadows. You think you got it? I mean, those are pretty distinct lyrics right there. If you know what song they came from, well, tweet it at me at Tommy London. We'll see if you got it right. Play the tune in question right after Sticks. she wants to do is dance let her turn the volume up on that classic rewind and start cutting the rug with her what what, what are you waiting for come on <laughs> it's tommy london and a wolfgang van halen's on his way in here brand new episode of top of the pack and he always has a creative theme this week is no different uh you know uh, wolfie just announced the new uh, eddie van halen sa 126 guitar it's got a very recognizable tone and well that's what this show is all about he's going to play songs that are famous for their unique guitar tone. I find this very interesting. I can't wait to hear uh, the song choices and the stories behind them. And uh, like I said, he's going to be here in a matter of minutes. Uh, So hang out. Well, there you go. Cassette Era Classic Rock is heard on Classic Rewind, Sirius XM Channel 25. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a featured station that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595 that's 800-693-0595 hitting option 2 for the podcast team for All Things Radio Live I'm Jeff Bennett this concludes another All Things Radio Live join us every Thursday at 6pm Eastern for the latest radio news interviews, caller questions and comments station scopes and more visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend